The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Hey everybody, welcome to the Be Kind Rewind podcast. I am your host, The Big Llama. Uh, tonight is an episode that we're going to be talking about the movie The Joker. Uh, the Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips directed movie. I have a very special guest with me, our very own resident chat mom, Chat Mom. She's going to be joining us for tonight's podcast. I can't wait to get into it. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me again on the Be Kind Rewind podcast. I'm the Big Llama, your host. Uh, again, before I bring on the chat mom, I just want to do a couple of things, a couple of housekeeping things, right? One, this is an adult podcast, so please make sure that you're not listening to this with folks uh, uh, under age. Uh, we are going to use some colorful language, and we are talking about mature subjects and themes. So I want to make sure everyone knows that we are going to be, it's an adult podcast, so please make sure you're not listening to this with the kids. Uh, also, if you'd like to support the channel and you'd like to be, uh, you know, you'd like to help this channel, the best thing to do is to go onto YouTube, look up The Big Llama Show, and like and subscribe to the show uh, and to the channel. That is my main channel. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please make sure that you, on the podcast you uh, subscribe, you like, and you give a comment. And make sure that you uh, hit the bell notifications so you know whenever we post podcasts. All right, without further ado, we're going to get right into it. Let's bring on Chat Mom. She is uh, a member of Blackout. She's been been uh, on the show with us many, many times on our Sunday night live streams. And uh, we've been talking about doing this reaction or talking about the Joker for a very long time. So we're finally getting a chance to sit together and talk about it. And here's the show. Enjoy, guys. Chat mom, welcome to the show. Hi, Big Llama. Thank you for having me. I shaved my no head problem. for this event. Got a fresh lid. <laughs> well, again, um, I told you we, I could remove the cap and we would be the same. But we would I, look I want, exactly the same. It would be perfect. It would just—I would have eyelashes and earrings, and we would be the same person. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I realized I didn't tell anybody what podcast we're talking about. So oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh, so we're going to be—we're going to be talking about the movie Joker, um, the Todd Phillips directed, Joaquin Phoenix starring. Uh, in the movie The Joker, and one of my favorites, um, and, and you know, leading up to watching the movie in the theaters, you know, there was all that hype that that you know that it's ultra violent and it's it's the messages, but I found it to be just a perfect character study of one just about a, just a character, right? I want to say about mental health. It is about mental health, and there are topics and themes that they visit, but it just really was a great breakdown of. A character, what he goes through, his development, and how he he sort of changes throughout the story. So, I found it to be fascinating. What what things about the the movie? And then we're going to talk about a lot of things, but it just in general, what things about the movie sort of struck you the most? So, the very first thing. So, it's not even one of my favorite movies, but I absolutely love the color theory in the movie. And as soon as you start the movie, it's just everything about the color is insane how they did it. So that was something that stood out the most to me and just like watching, watching it. Even now I have it on in the background right now muted and I'm just like taken aback by 
all the colors. And I know I did a lot of research. I have no proof that it was intentional, but it had to be intentional. There's no way that it wasn't intentional, but that's really my, my number one thing. And then the second thing is like you were talking about mental health. Um, I really love that they put someone as the Joker or just like my main character in general that has clear mental illness, but that's not why he's an asshole. That's not why he ends up becoming the Joker. His mental illness isn't what made him a bad guy. So it's kind of a different perspective because a lot of times you have these characters and their backstory is they're mentally ill, so they're bad. But this is like a whole different take. And I really appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I found it to be, and again, people take it differently, but I found it to be both, again, um, looking at the, the trauma that he went through to, you know, to arrive at this point, because you don't see the trauma. You re- you get clues throughout the movie about what happened to him in his youth. Yeah. But it's also it's also a movie that I think dives into um, like society's part and, and the, the you know, the support systems that are out there. And I think, you know, and some people are like, oh, God, you know, that's a little bit too, you know, political. It's not about being political. It's, it's about being honest about. Yeah, for real. What we do for mental health, right? Like, like, what? How do we support mental health as a, as a country or as you know, yeah. as a society? And we don't. We we stigmatize it. Um, you know, even even though recently, I've, I think there's been a bigger force of people to just try to like get out there to talk about mental health. But I definitely it, think there's been like shines... it's been on the rise for real, especially like yeah, men's mental health because that's been a huge thing of just be like being ignored for a very long time. So that's been a huge thing. I feel like that's starting to kind of pick up and just like, un- like taking away the stigma of having um, any type of disorder. I think it's really helpful, but I think a lot of those things kind of like fit in certain, like certain spaces, you know, like anxiety is totally fine, but what does he have? He has like uh what is it called? Pseudo bulbar or whatever, where you laugh and cry. Um, yep. I was probably from they I think down the line they talk about you know um all the abuse uh, probably a TBI you know a brain injury and that's probably what caused it well that's just me like assuming that's probably what caused it but that's not acceptable still that still makes him such an outcast he has his little card he tries to be approachable and and give people the card and they're still kind of like and honestly oh, yeah. even when I'm watching it I'm like if I was with my kids on the bus or the train and this guy, you know, I wouldn't have been so rude, but if this guy just starts laughing and he hands me a card, I would feel a little uncomfortable. Like I've been on plenty city buses. Like I wouldn't want somebody just like laughing uncontrollably in my face. And again, I wouldn't be rude, but that's a hard one to get past. Everybody, everybody has anxiety. Everybody has PTSD now, but like, he's very, I don't know. He has those things that still are not acceptable, you know? Yeah, I mean his his socialization and the way that he just kind of carries himself yeah. is still a little bit out there, and he not I don't I don't think I don't think he means to do it right, but at the same time, by normal sort of context, you go, oh, this guy is a little creepy. Like if you don't, I mean, yeah. in this world, yeah, in that world of the movie, you don't know about Jokers and Batman's and things like that. Yeah. So you you know, as as a movie going audience, knowing the title of the movie, <laughs> we kind of like, oh, they're being so mean to this guy, but. At the same time, if you're honest with yourself, would you be as you know caring and kind if yeah. someone approached you like that? I probably not. And I've actually I've had people approach me that um, 
were selling things because they say that they're deaf or that, you know, they have the cards and they, you know, you yeah. need the cards. And so I'm always kind of leery, but I want to help. But at the same time, yeah. I'm, I'm being honest. I get know, that. I'm, get I try to be as kind as possible. Like I lived in Philly for a really long time and I, you know, I had my jelly donut guy. So he was the, the homeless man who was at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Anytime I was there, I knew his order, jelly donut, small hot black coffee. He was ready to go. And he loved that shit. Right. And I think you, if you kind of trust your gut, you know, who is okay to be around and who's not, who's kind of trying to fuck with you and who's not. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, I always, I always try to be kind to everybody, but there are, there's a creep factor. Like I'm at the scene right now where his neighbor, they're kind of being a little flirty and you don't know if it's all in his head or if she's actually being flirty with him. And then down the line, he ends up in her room in her house when her kid's there and you're like, you were just, you smiled at the wrong person that day. And that happens. Yeah. That happens. Like, so yeah, it, it's like, you just don't know where's that line, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and like I say, it, it's, it's one of those things where in the movie is masterfully done where her, her actions, it's almost like, was it the sixth sense? or those movies where someone isn't really there, right? Like, Oh, it's beautiful same, mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's big llama. It, it's so <laughs> you don't know this about me. <laughs> I have okay. You've seen a beautiful mind, yes? Yes. Have you seen it? Okay, so the whole time I'm watching this, I kept thinking about beautiful mind. But you don't know that I have a beautiful mind complex. Okay, I <laughs> ever since anytime there's anything good going on, or uh, like something seems too good to be true, I am so afraid that I am, I'm imagining the whole thing and I'm just talking to myself, right? Because of that oh. movie. And when, ever since I met Ben and I, like, I'm married to him, I'm like, what if I'm not, <laughs> what if I'm not really married to him? What if I'm just like in, living in like a cardboard box somewhere? Or what if I really do live here, but I'm still just like a single mom and I dreamed up some guy, right? He's not here right now. Where is he on camera, Llama? <laughs> right? So I don't know. <laughs> and I learned, I learned that this complex like happened i'm not gonna get too into detail with it but i learned how this happened uh my mom randomly told me that like out of nowhere one day oh yeah um you were in therapy i had you in therapy when you were a kid because um you know your father uh when your brother was born wouldn't let you talk about him when you would go oh. visit him on weekends you weren't allowed to mention him at all there's like a whole backstory to that. We're not going to talk about it. But <laughs> when I was like three years old, I, I wasn't allowed to talk about my favorite person and thing in this whole world. And like, it gave me such a complex. I had to go to therapy and I didn't know. And now I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm a beautiful mind. I am Joker. This is what happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh watching God. him imagine these things with this woman. I'm like, am I imagining my whole life with Ben? <laughs> Well, it's, it's uh, for me and I, and it's, I don't think I have the same thought process in that regard, but uh, I'm, I'm always afraid the bottom is going to fall out. Oh, like, the other shoe. Yeah, yeah. Because, because, you know, I'll, I'll give you my trauma in, in, in uh, 30 <laughs> seconds, I guess. Yeah. Um, 30 second trauma. I always tell people it's like, it's like, I appreciate everything that I have, that I do, that I'm able to do because when I was younger, when I was a kid, my, my, we had it, we, what I would say, we had it good. We felt like everything was good. And then 
through a series of events, my, my dad makes a decision, buys a business, it fails, we go poor. We are in the ghetto, we're, you know, we're, we're struggling, and I hated the feeling of going from what I thought was making it in America, because I'm from Peru, I was, you know, b before I came here, I'm, I'm walking in dirt streets and, and, you know, going to school and there's earthquakes and there's all this, all this shit that I re can recall. Um, and then coming here and be like, there's movies and there's this. I lived on in a country club because my dad worked at the country club. And it was one of these things where rich people I, shit right there. Country club right. in it. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we that's were, enough we to give clean. you a complex though. Just that. Right. <laughs> we were cleaning tables and shit. And, but you know, we had country club privileges. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I was like, man, this is it. Well, I've made it. We've made it. And again, as a kid, you don't know that you've made it. But when yeah. it all got taken away, yeah. I, I was like, oh, my God. So ever since then, I've feared. And every decision that I make and everything that I do, am I going to hit that, that, that bottom? Am I going to hit that wall where my family thinks that they've, you know, we've lost everything? And so for a long time, that was kind of my complex was like, this is too good to be true. Um, for a long time, I thought. Everything I do is hard. It was never easy. I like like, that's if I go the universal car, trauma. Everything is too yeah. hard, and ev nothing <laughs> good is going to last. That's like everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. I get and, it. And yeah. Yeah, and and then, so that's the thing. I've always kind of worked in that in that space where I'm always afraid of what is what is going to break this thing that's going really really well. So same in, in regard, in, you know, with with the Joker in sort of he thinks it's there, it's not there, right? It, you know, but. I think I think when we go back to like dissecting the movie from from beginning to end, there's obviously he's already in stages of of mental health. He's seeing counselors. He's taking medications. Yeah. Um, but what you find is just like what we're describing is a series of events, things that just continue yeah. to happen to him that for a while he coped for a while. He was not normal, but I think he was just, you know, able to function and yeah. able to exist in society. And then. The funding gets cut. The mother is this, the, you know, yeah. he, it's all of these things that, and then, and then you couple that with the trauma that he's gone through and he starts to discover the old wounds and why he's the way that he is. And even before it, those things, you see his yeah. mom and you're like, she has like, um, what is it? Uncle Joe syndrome. She's in bed all the time in the house all the time. She's like agoraphobic kind of writing weird yeah. letters and like very self-centered. She's obviously like, um, you know, narcissist. And he, he clearly is too. They're both narcissists, you know, but yeah. like, it's just so strange that you kind of already get it. You're like, okay, this guy still lives with his mom. Like, not that that's a bad thing, but in his case, it's clearly like way too codependent of a relationship. And you kind of already are seeing those weird signs. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, like the laughing and the crying, that's a whole Oh, ew, I'm, I, she's, he's having a delusion of her right now. He thinks she's okay. there saying hello and flirting. Sorry, it upset me. But like, <laughs> you know, you see all these, the build up to it. And then when that happens, when he gets that file, which I love that scene when he's like fighting the guy for the file, I think it's oh, hysterical. God, yeah. yeah, I love that. <laughs> but like when he finally gets that file, like your heart kind of sinks, you know, like, yeah, and he has all that. I mean, honestly, that's, but that's when. Also, in the color, the whole realm of the color theory and everything, um, that's when secondary colors really start popping up. So, okay. like, greens start showing up when he's in the hospital with his mom after he's already read the file. 
Oh yeah. And, and he, you know, he moves in to smother her. That's when a lot of green starts happening because all throughout from the very beginning to the very end, it's all um, primary colors, red, yellow, blue, the sign in the very beginning, yellow. The only green oh, you see yeah. in the beginning is his hair. That's the only wow. secondary color. So you don't really see any purple, any green, any orange until it kind of starts to move. Obviously, there's little specks here and there, but he has that green wig. That's the only secondary color. And you just have all the kids have yellow shirts, yellow sign, blue shirts. And there was, I can't remember the article that I read when I was going crazy. There's no articles on this. There's like one. <laughs> one article. That means you have to author one. You have to put one together. Well, the person that I, I don't know their name. It was like moon something article. I can't remember. I had it in my notebook that I lost. But <laughs> they said what they related to the colors were that red was the things that they, that he loved and enjoyed. Blue was like Gotham and society and like everything that pushed him down. And yellow was like him losing control and the things that made him feel like he was out of control. I don't a hundred percent agree with those things, but they definitely can fit. I can see how this person, this person made like a really good case and they had like all different, um, different like itemized things and like photo shots of each piece. And it really does fit. Um, the lighting specifically was something that was like really important to create all the yellows too. And oh, yeah. I, I watched like a whole vanity fair, like, um, YouTube thing on, uh, the cinematographer. Why can't I say cinematographer cinematographer, you know, that did everything. And he kind of, what's his name? Like Lawrence sure. Is that, am I saying his name? Right. I think that's, that's about right. Yeah. Right. Well, first of all, I don't like his attitude. Like, he just seems, like, really, like, full of himself. But I think more I didn't like his attitude because he didn't do anything intentionally. Nothing. No, he mentioned nothing. Oh. None of oh, this was yeah. intentional. Obviously, he went with his gut. And, like, he did a beautiful fucking job. I can't, I can't actually be mad. But I wanted a little more. I wanted him to be like, yeah, I, I only did primary colors. And then at the end, I did a little bit of this. But he didn't say any of that. He just kept talking about the colors, the colors, the colors, and they uh, the lights. Oh, the lights, lights to make yellow. That's it. That's all he kept talking about. And like a big thing was the lamps. So I don't know if you remember in the movie throughout the whole thing, all the all the lights are very like yellowy and like the streetlight lamps. Um, they okay. filmed like a lot at dusk. He said they kept filming at dusk to catch that, um, like that blue in the air. But then those lamps, oh, yeah. they use those yeah, like okay. really fluorescent um, lamps. What were they? There's something specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To like make that ugly yellow. Oh. And um, <laughs> he was like obsessed with it. He kept talking about that. And I'm like, well, tell me about purple. Tell me about the purple you used at the end. And he never did. <laughs> And I kept getting really frustrated, but the lights. Yeah. When you mentioned the color thing, and I and I, you know, I looked up a couple of things, but I remember, and this is the only thing that I can think of from from beginning to end. Right when you first when you first see the Joker or, or Arthur Fleck, when you first see him, he's on a white base. His face yeah. is white. 
Yep. It's got nothing else on and he's starting to apply the colors. Yep. And at the end, all it's the whole it's all white. So yep. and now whether it was on purpose or not, this guy is probably not going to give us the answer, but you could actually draw a lot from Bro, it has from, to be intentional. You cannot yeah. do something this fucking fantastic in on, color on in color theory on accident. There's no yeah. way. Llama it starts off with all primary colors. And as it was going, I was telling Herc, I was like, I'm telling you a major scene, some orange is going to get introduced to this. Like the, the clothes that he wears, everything he wears, I was just waiting. And I was like, something happened. And I was like, this is when, this is when it's going to happen. This is when the secondary colors are going to come in. And I knew they don't put him, you know, obviously in his signature suit or anything, which I kind of liked. So some people mad about it but i thought it was cool he doesn't have to have you know the purple but i don't know if anybody noticed this but the second time i was watching it i noticed it a little bit the first time there is no purple in the entire movie mm. none there is no purple in the entire movie until the very end when he's about to go on stage oh, at the okay, end of okay. the show because of the curtains and everything. Yeah. There's oh, one God. purple light. Big purple light. And I was like, there it is. There's the purple. <laughs> yeah. They have no, not a single purple thing. They do green and they do orange in like big moments. But the purple shows up at the very end. And I I will rewatch it a hundred times and try to find purple anywhere else. When he is officially, <laughs> when he goes from Fleck to Joker... And you know something's about to go down. They have that purple fluorescent light flashing up before he goes on stage. And I was like, there it is. We found it. <laughs> well, you mentioned that Kim going from Fleck to Joker. You know, I, I think one of the things that was very interesting, and I, I we're going to play a scene later because I want to break down the scene. It's, it's obviously the big scene at the end because yeah. it encapsul encapsulates the entire movie in a scene. His transformation, his his thought process and then obviously his you know the violence that comes with it but um for, for me I, I kept looking at this and it, what what i what i saw was that he has moments of um of happiness there are moments of happiness in his life the problem is is this these moments are created by things that are are weird like <laughs> And and the, the moments the moments that give him happiness are uh to, to be <laughs> no yeah that but they cause him to dance and they cause him to give an expression of confidence. And so as he's making this transition, you slowly if, if again this uh, you have to see it on the rewatch. You you know, the first time you watch it, you really don't pick up on it. But the second and third time I saw it, when when something goes bad, when he first gets the gun. And he's and he's you know like thinking about shooting himself and thinking about what he's going to do with this gun. He's dancing with it. He's it's yeah. the one moment that he he is more confident than he's ever been. Um, after he shoots the guys in the subway, he goes into the bathroom and he does the the slow methodic dance and he's you know looking at himself. He's loving that piece of it that that feeling it's there's happiness there i don't know why there's happiness there i'm not I, I right tell now, you that, but. In, my, in the background he's dancing right now as you said that i don't know what scene this is exactly oh no it's in the bathroom yeah it's the scene you were just yeah. talking about 
He's in the he's has got yeah. the blood all over his face and he's just dancing, living his best life. Right. And so there those little things when after he transforms himself, he's going down those that big staircase. Um he's dancing. He's enjoying it. Before he goes on the show, he's as confident as he can be. Cause when when those things open, it looks effortless. He looks like he's in his element. Yeah. When you know, when you know he he it's not him anymore. Yeah. And so those are the he stopped things taking that his I medication. He stopped taking right, his medication. Right. He says, Oh, I haven't right. been taking my medication. And then and you're he, like, and okay. He has a false sense. He has a false sense of feeling good because yeah. he's he's feeling moments of happiness, but having done some pretty serious things. Yeah. Um and then I think I think this was the big thing, the big wake up for me was I knew he wanted to kill himself. But basically he writes it in a book. He says that he practices it in the, you know, in the, when he has the gun in, in the apartment. Um, but in the scene with Robert De Niro, he, he, it changes his mind because he's lost control, not, not of himself, but of the situation of what, see, he, he, he has this feeling of, I got this, I, you know, this, whatever his persona is. And De Niro just pushes and needles and, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like, and at that moment, at, when I first watched it, I go, first of all, I thought he was going to take down the entire like audience. I thought he was just going to go crazy and do that. And like that, maybe that's what people were talking about. It's too violent. And then the fact that Robert De Niro just kept pushing and just kept pushing and you can yeah. see it, the transformation, the, the, the different voice change. I was like, Oh dear God, he's going to kill De Niro and he's going to do it right here. Mm -hmm. And, when he does it, I was still shocked, but I was, uh, this is going to sound terrible. I, I was oddly satisfied that, that, that happened only because it's his rage built up to a certain point in a yeah. certain level. And we and were all just, feeling it, that rage at that point. Right, they right. made, this is another thing that this movie does that I feel like doesn't typically happen with people with mental illness or people who are. Maybe, maybe with violence, yeah, we always, you know, a lot of the heroes are violent. We're like, yeah, get him. But he is not the good guy. He's not the good guy. He does have, he's riddled with all these different mental illnesses that make him, uh, make us uncomfortable watching him. But we still empathize with him. Right. We empathize right. with him. We are empathizing with someone who has, uh, all, has done all these bizarre things. And in the end, like you said, maybe we don't agree with it, but we're kind of comfortable with what he did. Yeah, we're kind of yeah, okay it, with it. We're like, you know what? You're right. We're 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 agitated. Like I felt so uncomfortable re when like rewatching this, and I was like, he's just so. He just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Certain things he, he does. does just he just makes me so uncomfortable. But like you do feel really fucking bad for him because yeah. everything has gone wrong for him. Everything is constantly going wrong for him. And like, honestly, it's super relatable. I don't think it, unless you're like, you know, you live your perfect fucking life and you've never dealt with any trauma ever, which apparently there's people like that. I don't know. Probably people who hate this movie, but <laughs> probably, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, but it doesn't matter how uncomfortable he makes you because you've made people uncomfortable sometime in your life like that. And you can relate. You're like, if you've had that awkward moment. If somebody's yelled at you on a bus, if you got fired from a job or your coworkers were pieces of shit to you, or if one of your parents is a piece of shit, you know, like it's, 
if you're just yeah. awkward, I'm just awkward. So I related to all the awkward shit and they just make you empathize. So at the end, even though it's absolutely terrible, you're kind of like, all right, I would maybe I'd do that too. Like, you know, whatever. If they, if I was him and I, this was the situation, maybe, maybe I'm okay with it. And it makes you a little bit more comfortable with that bad, you know, the big bad. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think De Niro was so unlikable at that moment because Arthur tells you why he you know you know you it, he, he tells him you're awful yeah you're awful because you you ex you're exploiting me you did this to make fun of me and yeah. when you hear that from his perspective he's not wrong he's not yeah, wrong he's not. You know, de niro brings oh de niro I, the guy his character <laughs> um Murray, Murray, he 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 starts saying it. Murray, every time it's like Murray, 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 Murray. Just keep right. going. But but see and, and but see, I think I think Murray's voice Murray. was the was the voice of society, right? I think I think if you if you break it down that way, you go, okay, he is the voice that says the the cliche thing, which is. Yeah pick yourself up by your bootstraps and not yeah. everyone is so awful. You Typical, know, the world yeah. is in a, right, right. And so I guess I think people got pissed off at that was that it's a commentary on what life is today, which is there are people who feel, even though they're probably dealing with demons and things yeah. that, that they, they feel like people like that are weak and they are a problem and they should just go away, go on an Island. And, yeah. and, you know, and they want to make fun of it. For me, I, I sympathize or I empathize with people who have yeah. conditions. I know myself, you know, probably has some form of depression of some sort. Who knows? Yeah. But because, you know, a grown man like me cries all the time uh, at commercials and whatever. But again, Mama, I think we have the pseudo bulbar thing. I would no joke. Maybe. Like I've been crying all week for no goddamn reason. None. Like for over stupid shit. I didn't cry watching the goddamn movie. I cried over something stupid, like nothing. And then like, I'm like, maybe I have this. Maybe I have this random cry disorder. Like when did I hit? I fell down the steps when I was a kid. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But oh, I know, I know the source of mine and, and <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't care to tell everybody. I mean, I, I'll tell everybody the source of mine was my father and oh, I, I'll yeah. be blunt and honest. Me too. He, he, <laughs> he just, you know, and again, I, 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 this is why I like the podcast is because we, we get to be real and just talk about shit yeah. and we're talking about a movie. And honestly, what I find that I makes me cry in movies or makes me emotional in movies is the connection I get from my real life. Like if something yeah. hits home um, or in a really, really good movie, the character, the way that the character I'm drawn to makes me cry. But for the most part, the reason I get emotional or I'm upset in movies is because of something that's, that relates to me. And in, in this case, I know why I cry all the time and I know what makes, because my, my father made it damn near impossible to want to, to be able to cry. It's yeah. a, it's a male thing. It's a, it's a macho Hispanic thing that men don't cry. And yeah. if you do cry, like I can remember, I, I there was a movie and this is a tr this traumatic movie for me. It's not, it's not a bad movie. It's called Savannah smiles. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was like, I know, a the, I know the name. I feel like I should have, I should have seen it, but I don't think I have. Now, mind you, I, I can remember this vividly. I am six years old. I think I'm six years old. I'm watching this movie on the floor. <laughs> Listen, I'm watching this movie on the floor. I'm sitting there and I cry because I was sad for the... It, okay, synopsis of the movie. It's two guys who kidnapped this girl and they wind up like 
they're not they're not nefarious they're not trying to do bad things they're just trying to get money or whatever yeah but the girl befriends them and becomes you know and they get really close so when they separate at the end of the movie because obviously they're <laughs> kidnapped her and they got to go to jail i felt so terrible i i sobbed like like uncontrollably my mom in one you know one side of the room like asked me if i'm okay I said, no, I'm fine, you know, and I'm crying. And now I'm crying more because she's asking me about it. Yeah. And I can, rem I can remember this vividly. My father on the other end of the room, he's like, what are you crying for, you ninny? What's, what's, uh, what's going on? And I'm like, ninny, there's your I, word. That's, that's the word for me. It's a and trigger I can tell word you, for you, isn't it? It's, oh my God, it is totally the trigger word. But any time that I cried, because I, I, you get emotional, you get, you know, as a teenager growing up, you get, I get pissed off at, they told me, no, I couldn't go somewhere. I'd cry, not like boo-hoo, but I would just get upset. And yeah. my dad would always hit me with that word, or he would say something to challenge my manhood. And it's like, for a while, I never cried. And for a yeah. while, I never got upset. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's things like that, that I connect with. And so even with this movie, I connect with the fact that he's just never accepted, right? He's never accepted. He he knows he's not accepted. And that's the hard part because he's trying to be normal. He's trying to what people consider normal. And then he's he's on medication. He's in therapy. He's doing, you know, it's like. He's doing all the you know, right things. Right, right. And he's still getting shit on, which is, right. is how and life then, is very much life is like that. You know, yeah. you can do all the right things and things are just still not going to go your way, which I mean, that's the whole, you know, well, for this movie, but like the whole Joker premise, you know, he's doing weird shit in the movie again right now. I'm just watching it like he's <laughs> making faces at the the poster of the clown. And I'm like, oh, why are you doing that? <laughs> but yeah, you know. Well, he sees he sees reflections, I think he sees reflections of what what he thinks he wants to be. Yeah. Um, he 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 says that though in the movie. I he goes, Do I look like someone who can start a movement? It's not about yeah. it's not anything I've I wanted to plan to do, but he doesn't mind the attention. He he's reveling in it. And at, at the end, when you the scene where he puts the blood on his face and he smiles, yeah. it's such a powerful scene with the music. And we gotta talk about the music too. I mean, that first of all, the music when he does the, the smile thing is is amazing. But yeah. when he's in the bathroom the first time after he kills those guys in the subway. And that music hits, and he's just dancing in it. I was just like goosebumps. I had goosebumps watching that scene, and then the last thing with with Murray. Murray. <laughs> no, say it that way. <laughs> the the buildup of those drums and that that just pounding, yeah. and and that's kind of registers emotional thoughts in me. I'm like, you hear the pounding, you hear that, you see yeah. the scene escalate, and you're just like, holy shit! It it brings your like tension and your anxiety to a level when you're just watching the movie you, I, I was anxious to see what what the fuck is going to happen next yeah i but i just it, really appreciate all of the senses that they bring you know they really bring mm -hmm. a lot of like of just different elements to obviously with the color and then the music they they bring so much and the movement like they they hit every i don't know if you know about like the elements of art or anything like that but they hit so many of those things and that's why it makes it objectively a good film you can't subjectively you can hate the story you can hate whatever you can do this the way it was filmed the the sound the movement you can't it's objectively done very well 
the lighting, the emphasis, all of the things, the line, the shape, every single thing, all of the elements of art are there and they're strong and they're somehow somebody made them intentional. We don't know who, but they're yeah. intentional. It feels intentional. It, it, you know what I always think about too is the guy who made, made the movie, the director, Todd Phillips, is the same guy who does The Hangover. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. first of all, why is it, I would say this, why is that like a knock on that guy? The guy makes, makes good films, he makes good movies. And, um, The Hangover was funny. It, it, it was filmed really nice, but he did his thing in this movie. And I don't like, like people shit on him, like, oh, he did The Hangover. It's two separate Whatever. movies. Like, people, it, it, but people yeah. are people will shit on anything, and you don't you don't yeah. have to like yeah. this movie. I was reading a few reviews, and I was like, whatever. I'm not going to finish that review. You're stupid. Like, <laughs> get, get the stick out of your ass for five seconds, and just you don't have to listen to. I have it on mute right now, and it's it's beautiful. Everything is beautiful. He's reading the yeah. letters that his mom was writing, and it's just the way, even the movement of the letters, everything, the lighting. It, I don't know, whatever. You can hate it all you want, but like I said, objectively, all the elements are there for just like a strong... It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I don't, I don't care. Like, I, I'm obsessed with the color, obviously. I can't, can't stop yeah. talking about it. But it's just so striking. And you don't see a lot of movies like that anymore. You see like movies with 5 to 15 second frames of just like... Like how I look right now, like all the washed out white color and like bright, bright neon, whatever, flashing lights, explosion. And then it goes to the next thing. And this has just like so many patterns and colors and it's just visually top tier. So whatever. I don't care. Everybody yeah. stupid ass comment. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it's just not like it should be. It's supposed to be like the comic book or it's supposed to be like this or what. I don't care. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because that that was another thing that kind of irritated me about some of the criticism about it is you could take away the Joker element like you could have named him anything else <laughs> and take away the Bruce Wayne and it didn't it doesn't change the narrative of the movie it's still the character study it's still you know sort of the reflection of how society treats mental ill and, and yeah. mental illness and it, it has it, it, again strip away. Even the name, he's not, Arthur Fleck is not a name that's in, it's synonymous with the Joker. It's it's a name that was made up for the movie. Well, and you so, know about like the three Jokers, right? That that yeah, I, yeah. that theory, which I like. I think that kind of it plays into them perfectly well. I think that's nice. Yeah, doesn't have to be anything. Anybody can be the Joker. Oh, exactly, there. exactly. And, and the Joker is the, is supposedly right the the origin story for Batman because he killed his parents. Yeah. And in this movie, clearly. A guy dressed as the Joker, not the Joker, yeah. makes it happen. And so, but but again, I, I I here's the thing is like is like you have people who argue and say that these Marvel movies and these comic book movies they're too cartoony, they never get serious, they never have, and then you get a movie that does this. It's it's a, it's an art project. It's a it's well made. It's got all the visuals. It's got everything you want in a in a great film mm -hmm. and then you shit all over it because it doesn't have enough comic book elements like what yeah. it's which too boring it's too boring i don't care okay then go watch right. the cartoon i don't know what you're expecting like things can be not like you can't you can't make every person happy in the crowd you're gonna have certain crowds that are happy 
certain that are mad or whatever. But I think I just think the way that this was done was perfect. <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. I I really think like I said, it's not even a favorite movie of mine. Like it's just really good. I don't yeah. like I don't love it. It's not a movie. I've only seen this movie. This is the third time I've ever seen it. But it stuck with me. It it like, you know, it held up. And it's not something that I would just like forget ever. Right. right. I think about the colors in this movie and the lighting in this movie like every week because it's just so fucking cool. I don't know. It's just cool, you know. And yeah. once you no, it, it, learn learn color theory or learn about certain things those things stand out and then when you see it's like seeing a, a painting that you're that you're just like holy fuck that's a really cool painting and then those elements stand out to you all the time that's how i feel about this film i certain things just stood out stuck out and now i can't get them out of my head ever <laughs> it's always going to be no. there we should definitely point out the fact that you are an artiste, right? Um, like you, yeah. You've 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 painted and you've. You I know, have painted. Have <laughs> for no, I'm saying <laughs> th th it, you, this is why it impacts you so much on the color. Yeah, palettes I guess and, we should uh, say and, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, I I haven't painted in a very long time, but I did I did go to school for art and I got my master's in art education, um, and I uh, I wanted to do like a minor in psychology which they were they were offering for a little while and then um they like were like never mind not enough people signed up so like i had all of these like psychology credits barely because i was a hot fucking mess in college so i <laughs> barely was holding on to those credits i passed but you know like it was a struggle and i remember like i just i remember I didn't even want to go to college. I didn't want to go to college. I had a high school sweetheart. I wanted to like stay. He was working or whatever, you know? And like, my mom was like, are you fucking <laughs> No joke. My mom said, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, what? I I'll go to Trenton state like you did. Cause my mom's an art teacher. And she's like, you're not wasting okay. your fucking talent. You're not doing that stupid shit that I did. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't understand because I just wanted to emulate her so much. And she did not want that for me at all. She wanted me to get the fuck out of the town that we were in. She wanted me to use my talent. And um, I, she, she applied, she applied me to a couple different colleges and the one, the couple that I got accepted to, we went and looked and I ended up going to university of the arts. And I, if I had given even one single fuck, I could probably have galleries right now. You know, my, my teachers would get so frustrated with me and they were like, you have so much talent, but you just don't do any, like you just don't care. And I didn't care. And I didn't realize I had talent until it was kind of not that it's too late, but I was kind of like, meh. So I, <laughs> you know, so I just lived in Philly and fucked around with paint for a couple of years, got my master's, and then started doing education stuff and started having kids. And here I am watching the Joker and I'm like the good old days with art theory, you know? Like <laughs> well, well, again, I want to always point out the passion behind it because yeah. there, there's a reason that you feel a certain way about the colors and the, the cinematography is because it's, it's your world. It's what you lived and what yeah. you have passion for, you know, the same with me in terms of stories and, you know, Movies, and I, I tell people, movies are an escape for me. It's always been an escape for me. And I, this is why I love them. I have emotions to them. I have 
uh, I lived through them. Like, and, you know, as a kid, my, my imagination was through the movies. Like I, I lived, Oh, what if I did this and that? Like, and this is silly, right? But to tell you how nerdy it is for me, if I watched an inspirational movie, like for example, I think I saw Rocky four in the theater. Yeah, I'm old. I get it. Um, <laughs> um, I haven't made a so, single old guy joke, Llama, because I'm no, also no, no, the no, old I, one in the group. I'm, I'm sure in the comments, AD and the guys are going to say, oh, look, he saw Rocky Four. He was in Rocky IV. Um, Whatever. But yeah, They're going to no, just obsess over I, me looking like a thumb. It's fine. <laughs> no, I, if, there's an, if there's an inspirational movie, I put myself in the movie, and when I walked out of the theater, I walked with a swagger or my pump in my chest, whatever, because I felt the emotion of that movie and it was great. And it was the best feeling in the world. So it's, it's, that's where my passion is in these movies. So we each come at it from different perspectives, right? So, you know, but again, here we are talking about a movie, right? And we're, we're, we're not only just breaking down the movie, but we're talking about our life experiences. We're talking about our own traumas and how we relate to the movie. So, this is why I love this podcast is, is it could go anywhere. It could be strictly about the movie and technical things, or it could be anything we want it to be. So yeah. I, this is why I'm enjoying this conversation a lot. One thing I want to do is I want to, I want to just us break down a scene. So this is obviously the, the last scene in the movie or one of the last scenes in the movie where, you know, he's now coming on to the show with Murray. And so oh, no. one thing I wanted to sort of look at one thing I, w I wanted to look at is is just kind of the progression because if if you broke the movie down to this scene right here, you see Joaquin Phoenix is in his masterful performance of how he changes to the tone and the character and the attitude all within this two and a half minute scene. Yeah. Um. So. And then obviously you get the agitator who is Murray and then you get the, the music. Everything is in this. So I just want to start playing it. We'll play it for a few, uh, for about a minute and we'll just break down what we just saw. Um, let's see. Let me Defense play it here. For killing Can you hear it? Men? Yes. No. No more? Okay. They couldn't carry a tune to save their lives. <laughs> oh, why is <laughs> so everybody this is so him upset about these guys? In his, if in it was me dying Joker. on the sidewalk, you'd walk right over me. Now he switches to Arthur Fleck. You don't notice me, yeah. but his these voice. guys, what, because Thomas Wayne, when yeah. you cried about them on TV? You have a problem with Thomas Wayne. Too. Yes, I do. <laughs> have you seen what it's like out there, Murray? See, Did you ever actually hey. leave the studio? So he's going from Arthur to the Joker Arthur, like you can, you can feel it. Like he's switching. It's and at some point, the switch is gone. And that's yeah. the, the for me how I look at this scene. It's not about the the violent ending of the scene. It's how I can start to identify and see the changes in his face. Yeah, there's going to be a close up, which I'll which I'll pause on. But um, you know, it's Everybody you can start to see it. Yells and screams. And I love this line. Nobody's civil anymore. Nobody thinks what it's like to be the other guy. You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? To be somebody but themselves, they don't. And that's it. To be somebody but themselves. Mm -hmm. And that that's the key to who he is. He, he and honestly, it. that's the key I, to I the whole movie. We all see, we're yeah. all being put in his position. Like we're all him right. now. 
you know? Right. And then everybody's so mean if it was me on the street. And so this is the commentary. Now, this is where it pisses you off. If you are that person on the street and you walk over or you don't do anything or whatever. And again, I don't want to say that people like that are bad. Sometimes it's just, you have your emotion and you have your reasons why you don't do certain things. I think people, a lot of people just, feel know. uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's okay. And that's, and that's the thing. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to kind of protect yourself a little bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, but at the same time, again, commentary on the world and in, 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 in general. So here he's just kind of, giving he's now narrating to everybody they think that we'll just sit there and take it like good little boys that we will oh. werewolf and go wild you finished on the issues <laughs> I mean, so much self-pity you sound like you're making excuses for killing those young men see and then there there's the voice of the you know yeah society the, you know society you're finished you're done. You're feeling sorry for yourself. And, and again, people feel uncomfortable because that is the truth. It's the people do think that is, and, yeah. and that's the, that to me was the stigma of mental health is you kind of got labeled. And then if you couldn't get past it and you were struggling, you were weak and you were, you know, less than, than a person. You know, so. Murray, Murray, Murray is literally everybody in the comments. Like when you shouldn't read the comment section, that's him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That he's that's who he is. Yeah. All right, let's see. Let's not everybody, here. and I'll tell you this, not everyone is awful. Right here. This is the switch. You're awful, Murray. Me? Mm -hmm. I'm awful? Oh yeah, how am I awful? There's the pain and the anger all that wrinkle in his scene. nose. When he wrinkles that his, nose, his chin, his chin is is quivering like he well, is so you just angry. Just wanted to make fun of me. You're just like the rest of them. You don't know the first thing about me, pal. Look what happened because of what you did. What it led to. There were riots no, he, he's out just there. Just lost it right here. Two policemen are in critical condition. You're <laughs> laughing. You're laughing. Someone. He's uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable yeah. because he's lost control. Yeah. But, but that anger and that pain is right there in that facial expression just you're awful and then this just yeah. just gets in again i forget that i'm watching a movie with the actor it's just this is like i'm he really I is just cool. a phenomenal fucking actor though too he yeah, everybody yeah. in this yeah. everybody in this is really really good but he's just like he took this shit to the next level yeah yeah so again, this is this is the this is one of my favorite scenes. There's many scenes in it, but this is obviously the climax of the movie. But um, if I were ever to study and want to talk, I would do a whole full essay today on this because of yeah. what you did. I know. And he's sad. He's like, it looks like he's smiling, but there's sadness in his eyes and in, in his, you know, he knows it's over. Now, yeah. this is the point. This is again my opinion only. <laughs> this is the point when he decides he's going to kill Murray. I think he was going to kill himself. I okay, so you you think that he went in to make like a statement suicide, but instead he was like, "Nah, fuck Murray." Right, right. I I think I think that because uh, he because he says I and I it's not in the scene that I played just now, but he says it just before, and it's it's a very childlike voice. He's like. I I don't have anything to lose. I don't. I'm, yeah. You know, he says it. He says it so innocently, and so 
Well, those mommy you issues know, were coming out hardcore. Yes. Oh, yes. good little boy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like I'll werewolf out. Like little kids say stuff like that. Exactly. So yeah, I think at this point he decided, and that's why he's crying. He's 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 not going to be in control, and he's just going to go with what he's he's feeling, and that's it. How about another joke? Right Ray? there, he's no, decided. He's over. Love it. What do you get? I don't think so. When you cross a mentally ill loner with it. a society that abandons him and treats him like trash, all the police. I'll James. tell you what you get. All the police. You get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> and I got to pause it there. Yeah. But that. That and again, the face, the society that is abandoned and treats him like shit. Like yeah. that is the movie. This is the the this is exactly what what you're watching. And again, I I get I'm not tearing up, but I'm getting emotional. Just I mean, he's he's scene. obviously he's a psychopath too. <laughs> like he's obviously yeah, oh, like yeah, he make he makes those those instant like decisions. Like you said, like he might have went in thinking I'm going to kill myself, but that, you know, that narcissism and that psychop, I can't say it right. And like being a psychopath, he just makes that instant decision. No, I'm going to kill him instead. I'm going to do this yeah. instead. And it just like it, happened. And then this is finally, he's, this is his, and this, this is his first genuine laugh. So if you notice in the movie, he doesn't laugh. Yeah. He's not really that happy. Yeah. This is his first genuine laugh. Right here, he puts his head back sitting and he starts laughing. Look at him, he is the Joker. Yeah. Right there, his first genuine moment of, of laughter. It's hard. <laughs> so he realized it's over at that point, and he, it's, he also the first, it's the first laugh that he's not his brain isn't making him laugh. He's like you said, it's the first genuine one. And you're like, yeah. Dude, oh, it's happening. It's him. Just that lounge. The way he was lounging in that chair. I like saw every other Joker before him. Yep. That body yep. language. Wow. Now, there's, there's a whole so there's a whole thing about, and again, I've I studied and I've I've read and I've looked at a couple of videos that break this down and I, I see it now. But there's a piece where when you said he's sitting back, right? Mm -hmm. If you watch the movie back again, you'll notice that when he is nervous or he is building up anxiety, his legs shake and he goes okay. through like this. So in the beginning, when you first meet him, his legs are shaking. He's kind of explaining himself, but he's, you know, same thing here at this moment, he goes, he slips back into that feeling. He's starting to shake. He's not sure what's going. Like he, he is he is analyzing like what the fuck just yeah. happened. And those because those movements and the that everything is so the Joker and like everything. He's uh, every cartoon, every whatever. It's that lounge. It's that shake. It's that okay. What am I gonna do next? Like what's happening now? You know that's that is the character. Yeah, and that's just and like wild to me. And then this right here, he just puts a couple more holes in him. Yeah. is completely psychotic and completely just, he's all, this is it. Like he's, yeah. there's no more control. You know what? Um, I, I understand why I think maybe it's easier for us because we know it's just a movie. We know it's just the character we're in it because we love Batman. We love the Joker, but like, you know, in the current state of how everything is with all these, you know, shootings and just like mass shooting phenomenon, 
Like, I understand why I do understand. Do I think it shouldn't be shown or do I think I, I believe in like the whole freedom of speech thing. I think, you know, if you don't want to see it, don't watch it. But I do understand how afraid people are because I'm afraid, you know, everybody's afraid. And like, it's unhealthy that we can't have this character of chaos um, just be just a character of chaos because there's actual fucking people out there who think they are, you know, cap- like not capable, who think they are just, you know, worth being on the news after they've done something crazy. You know, it's it's not just a character anymore, and I think that's what people are so scared of. Do I think the movie no. should be shit on for it? No. You know, it's rated what it's rated. Don't let your kids watch it. You know, just, I I get it. Do I think it's going to spark a whole bunch of shootings? Absolutely not. That's I don't think that that's the case. And it wasn't the case. But I understand why, again, uncomfortable. It makes you uncomfortable. It makes you afraid. And it's a little too relatable. It's not a cartoon. It You can relate to this. You empathize. Right. You understand. You know the society. I think this is supposed to be set in like the 80s, right? uh either late 70s early 80s i think one of the yeah, yeah so i mean it's, like it's, it's not our time now but it sure as fuck feels like it so i get it yeah. i get that lashback i just don't agree with like the you know i don't agree with like the the canceling of something just because it makes somebody uncomfortable right so right I, but i do like even when i was watching that scene i was like oh like if if you remove yourself from this world that that's been created you're like and some people watch these movies and they're not in the world i'm in the fucking world i was batman when i was two years old three years old and four years old for halloween bro i'm in this world okay (laughs) yeah like i'm in it but some people are just not in it you know they don't have that energy so i i do get it i don't know yeah, like I said, I, I think I think the movie works because it 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 is just a great fucking movie. And yeah, that's so the good. thing. It's not a it's not a, just a good superhero movie. It's a great fucking movie. Um, and whether or not you're a fan, right? You can you can appreciate it for different levels. Again, I found myself the first time I watched it, I was in the world of of comics. I was like, the Joker. I'm interested. I I was blown away after the first viewing and I said, fuck, this was great. Like, like this was visceral and it was emotional. And I saw this, the messaging. Second I, time I, watched it, I just love a good origin story. I don't care. I love oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. The second time I watched it, forgot all about the fucking Batman stuff. I was into the <laughs> yeah. character in the pieces. I, I don't, I didn't care that Bruce Wayne gets developed and he, you know, he, the parents get killed. I didn't care about that the second time, the yeah. first time, because I went in going, Oh, this is a superhero movie, a Joker uh, origin movie. I was like, wow, great. Second time. Fuck that. I could care less about Bruce Wayne and yeah. fucking the Wayne family. I just, I was so enthralled with the character. And then, you know, um, it made, it made me analyze. It made me read. It made me look into different videos. It made me watch video essays and that to me is the sign of a great movie is if it makes you think and it makes you want to learn more about a topic or, you know, explore that topic to me, job done at that point. Right. And I'm not a movie buff like you. I'm not a movie buff like you at all. So for it to have that impact on me is I think way different than you because you live for this shit. Right. I, yeah. 
I just watch movies and I like them for, you know, different reasons. Like I like shitty movies just as much as I like a good movie, you know, but obviously this is fucking, this is next level shit. And there's only a few movies that I feel like, like Sling Blade. I could, I love fucking, I love Sling Blade. I love the way it's filmed. What? It's so good. You've seen Sling Blade, right? I have not seen Sling Blade. I've only seen, I've only only seen the, the, the memes and caricatures of the, mm -hmm, that guy, but that's it. I've not. What the actual, you need to, See, and here's the thing, right? Here's here's where sometimes I feel like like yes, I'm a movie buff, but sometimes I feel like a phony because like there are some some classic movies that I'm like I've never fucking seen it or I didn't have desire, but honestly, Blade, honestly Sling Blade. Okay, so Sling Blade's on the list. <laughs> the way it's the way it's filmed is really again, it's back to the the my hatred of like 5 second clips and scenes. It's like they do so many just like hard like yeah, five yeah. minute well, scenes, you know, and I'm like, this is this shit's lit. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, I've seen I've seen both both ends of that spectrum, right? I've seen where they have really good movies that take their time to tell the story, and in today's world, wouldn't be made. I know it wouldn't be made because there's just too much scenery. There's too much dialogue. There's too much yeah. character development. That's right? what I love. But, That's what I like. I like that. Yeah. I have a weird a weird taste, I guess. Like I really like you wouldn't think I guess maybe dramas you would think. I love I love a good drama. They have all the good shit and it has everything. Got a little funny stuff, got a little sad stuff, <laughs> you know. I really love it. But I guess if you know me and you know like the weird movies that I watch, like I love action movies. Like I I really love stupid action movies. Like Lethal I Weapon. <laughs> I really do. Like Lethal Weapon, Bad Boys, like all of those. I love those. I I like horror films and I like suspense and thrillers, but I really fucking love dramas. Like I love Radio Flyer. Like probably never seen that either. Huh, Llama? Nope. Nope. No. no. <laughs> I'm a phony. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a phony because you haven't seen the couple movies that I like, but I'm judging you because but, they're so good. But they're really good, like classic dramas. And I think I that's some. I think that's why I like this so much. Oh, he's in the the mental institution now. Not these. We're getting to the end uh, there. But oh, so um, he's about to get interviewed. <laughs> maybe. Oh wait, no. Just kidding. Oh no. He's finding out about his mom. Oh, yeah. And the abuse. Yeah, I can't watch this part. I'll cry. I'll start crying <laughs> on camera. I'm no, no crying. Look. This is not the... Well, the podcast can be anything we want. So if you want to cry, that's fine. <laughs> you don't want to. Um, I'm just going to pretend I don't see it. All right. So listen, I think I think this was, uh, you know, again, this is what the podcast is all about, guys. It's It's two people... Or three people, or in, in some cases, Hi. six people, depends on the movie. Um, just enjoying the movie, talking shit about it, enjoying it, talking about what you love, what you don't love, how it relates to life, whatever comes to mind. And that's those are the most enjoyable discussions that I I like to listen to and I like to have with people. So um, if you like stuff like this, if you like the Be Kind Rewind podcast. We talk about movies, we talk about life, we talk about everything. But if you want to, if you like this type of stuff, make sure to like and subscribe. Um, before we go, I have to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, one, 
One, um, have you seen? Because now, now we're at the end, so I'm, I'm gonna maybe try to get you to come back for another one. <laughs> have you seen everything, everywhere, all at once? No, who? Somebody just recently said that to me. No, I haven't seen that. Should I see it? <laughs> okay. I okay. So I would. It, it's. It's a, it, it, I, and there's no way to describe it, but it's a mind fuck. <laughs> it just fucks with your mind. It's visually stunning. Oh, and my brother. Insane. My brother you, said, you know, Oh, have you seen that? And I was like, I was like, No, he's like, Oh, the end, the, it'll make you cry. And I was like, I already cry at everything all at once. Anyway, it's fine. Like, but yeah, yeah my no, brother last... mentioned it to me, the one who just had the baby. He brought it up. So he's yeah. the one, not me. <laughs> So the last 30 minutes or so, I don't think I stopped crying. I, I stopped crying enough to, to say something because I did the reaction to it. But <laughs> I was an emotional wreck after that. So I, I here's the challenge I, 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 I threw out there is I'd like for you to see it whenever you get a chance and then maybe come back on the Become Rewind podcast All and right. let's talk about it. Because this now this challenge has backfired on me. The, <laughs> let me tell you why. I have a friend who used to work for me. Um, uh, she's a she's a PhD poet. She, she's like very into uh, astrology, signs, you know, everything. Like she talked, we talked about everything during lunches. She was she was an awesome coworker, and um, she just I just was recently at her um, wedding reception. She had like a, a ceremony to uh, make it official with her husband. Um, I thought for sure she was going to love the movie or at least feel the existential whatever. You know, she that's how she talks. Um, and when I tell you, I, I text her. I was like, hey, did you watch the movie? You want to do the podcast with me? She, she basically looked it. into me for, she fucking hated the movie. She <laughs> fucking hated it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what have I done? What have yeah, I done? Yeah, okay, well, I felt, burn that bridge. But given, but given, no, no, she was, she was fine. We, now I have to watch another, I have to watch a movie and she's going to come back for that. Um, but given that I thought her mindset was close to mine, I said, you're going to fucking love it. And you're going to, or you're going to feel what I felt. And she was like, I, I fought to stay awake. I couldn't fucking stand this. I'm like, oh my God. She was like, li like literally like angry texting me. So I'm going to challenge you to watch it. I, I hope it. you have the same reaction. If you don't, it's okay. Um, I mean, if, if you, you hate it, just tell me you hate it. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll fucking tell you. My brother loved it, and if you loved it, my brother loved it. I feel like you and I are very similar um, with like how we feel uh, feel about things and how movies specifically affect us. And uh, my brother and I are like the same person, except he's meaner. So um, I think he's meaner to me. He's mean to me. <laughs> but I actually look. If I had a beard, I'd probably look like him right now. If I was a little thinner. I had like a beard. We like look like twins, but um, with my shaved head, I look like my other brother. And every time I don't have like eyelashes on, they're like, "You look just like Cody." And I'm like, "I know. What the fuck? We're bro we're siblings. Like, what the fuck?" But if he You're liked it and like you liked brother. it, I'll I'll watch it. Um, I am gonna be pissed that I'm fucking crying nonstop though. I'm gonna like get a crying headache. I don't like that. I've been actively trying to avoid it things. So I don't cry, but I will watch it. Oh, well, and I'll cry. I'll, I'll record just, myself crying. I'll give you, sure. If, I'll put <laughs> it on the channel. It's, <laughs> no, but like I, I'll even, I'll just even telling you. I want you to go into it with whatever your perspective is, but I will tell you that it took 
it took me by surprise to, to say the least on how emotional I got only because of the, of, of it's, it's broken down into parts. It's, it's really interesting though how they did the movie, but when it first started, I was so nervous because it was so well revered. And honestly, the first 15 minutes, I, I almost fucking hated it for the first yeah. 15 minutes. I'm like, there's too much happening. There's too much. I'm, I'm trying to pay attention. There's too much fucking going on. It's literally and the then, title. <laughs> it, and that's, that's what I came up with during the reaction. It was like, it must be just the title because everything that was happening was insignificant in terms of dialogue. I was trying to like piece everything together. Yeah. But after that, after that, I was just, I was like, I, I and I, I just, could, I, I, could, I can't even put into words until you see this, why it hit me and how it hit me. So all right, I'll watch I will, it. I will, I'll record I'll myself crying. It. When I come back on the podcast, you can put that in the background, like there ugly crying. I'll put mascara on too, so you can really see. Like there my, you go. That's my face is already <laughs> my face is already pretty swollen, like uh, health shit. But like, if I cry, it'll be twice. My eyelids will be like really, really big. You won't see my eyes at all, and uh, that can be the background of the podcast. There you go. That's what we'll do. <laughs> All right. So we're going to end end the podcast on that note. We're, we're going to have homework for chat mom to do. She's going to come back on the podcast in the near future to do everything everywhere all at once. All right, I will. And I'm, I'm going to have you on whether or not you love it or you hate it. That way we have a fair uh, and balanced discussion because. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's good. That's good. Um, all right, so let me close it out. I want to thank you very much, Chat Mom, for joining me tonight. Um, no, no, I, I appreciate you. You've always been very supportive. You and Hercules have always been very supportive of the channel. Uh, I love the fact that you interact with everybody in the chat, and you are obviously the, the quote-unquote <laughs> Chat Mom. I am Chat uh, Mom. <laughs> you are Chat Mom for a reason. And so I am just thankful that you came on the show. Um, this was a great conversation. I had a great time. I hope you did as well. I did. Um, it was very fun. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. So guys in the comments, let us know what you think about tonight's show, what you guys listen to, what you guys watch. If you are listening to this on a podcast, make sure you follow the podcast. We'll have many more podcasts coming out on the Beacon Rewind podcast. And again, if you want to support the channel, go to the Big Llama Show on YouTube and make sure to like and subscribe to videos there. I do first time movie reactions uh, and give you my analysis. Sometimes I'll do some trailer reactions and things, but I'm, I'm, I'm really focused on the movie reactions and obviously the Become Rewind podcast. So chat mom, thank you again for joining us. Uh, appreciate it. We just broke down the Joker guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. Be kind, rewind guys. And we're going to see you guys on the next one. Peace out everybody. First off, I don't care what you people say. Never follow rules. I'm a trendsetter anyway. Okay, I march to the beat of my own drum. They say I need rules in my life. Well, I got some. That's one. Kill the competition. Two. Be a loyal dog. Three. And if they snitching on your man, send him to the mall. Four. When you party, go hard till you hit the floor. Five. If you didn't see me do it, what the hell you asking for? Welcome to my world. S-I-N-A. Thank you